Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
I was just thrilled to have the opportunity to soak in the prana. Ah, yes. The prana from the air, the prana from the earth. Yes. The prana, prana from, from the, the trees. From the sun. Absolutely. So it's it's a lovely day here. I just wanted to interject that. Absolutely. Yes. It, it, it behooves all of us as much as possible to be thankful for each day that we are awake. And when the day is an exception, every day is a lovely day, it's a good day, but especially those days which the sun is shining, the air is clean, the wind is blowing, you know, the, the, the energy is soothing and um, meditative and uplifting. We, we always have to bear in mind that there are, other, there are many parts of the world where people don't have that, that privilege, not having that experience. So if we're having that experience, you know, we definitely should uh, be thankful. Um, as the show indicated, we will be talking about the COVID pandemic, coronavirus, and how it affects those of us of African descent, particularly those who are of us who are African Americans, Latino, living in, in the United States. We have to definitely be mindful of our precarious position and predicament because we are the last to be served, if you will, amongst the community in terms of the latest state of the art, uh, the latest uh, remedies, uh, the precautions that are shared, you know, by select few. And we have within our uh, uh, situation leadership that is lacking. As a matter of fact, not just lacking, but it's misleading and misinforming us in terms of what we need to do to safeguard ourselves. So we cannot really fall victim to to that uh, to those shenanigans, as it were. Uh, my wife and I, we have been uh, self-quarantined for the last how many years, huh? I mean, how many months? <laughs> so when I had to shelter in place, and those were the orders passed down from my office, that was around March 16th. Mm. Now, I believe there were those who might have gotten that order a little sooner than I did, but I officially came home March 16th mm -hmm. from the office, and now I'm, of course, you know, working remotely. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I... In the middle of March. Uh -huh. And we found out that uh, the information about the COVID was known by, what, January, December. Right. So we've been hearing on the news reports that uh, the COVID was, uh, the United States was aware of the COVID mm -hmm. much sooner than those of us who were told hey, you know, you have to shelter in place, you'll be working remotely, that kind of thing. Yeah, so on, on most of the, or probably all of the major news stations, we, you know, that, that was the messaging. Mm -hmm. And we were told that we needed to consider the importance of wearing a, a face mask and um, six, social distancing, and if possible, to stay at home. 
Right, and you know, I'm sure you're mentioning this because uh, there's a possibility that those tuning into your podcast might not have access for whatever reason to mm-hmm. mainstream media, and maybe that's why you know there's a need to repeat this information at this stage of the game. Absolutely. Well, what we find though is that there are people who have the uh, illusion that we're beyond the, the, the threat of being infected, that indeed is not, it's, it's, on, it's on a down curve, that it's leveling out. But we are not a, aware, many of us, of the fact that there is a so-called new wave that could be coming upon us, especially with us sending our children back to school. So uh, we need to hunker down probably more so now than before. Because we don't know, we don't have all the total information, complete information, and we cannot afford to make assumptions. And many in our community don't have the luxury of having living quarters where we're not sharing bedrooms with with, uh, other family members, whether it be children or elderly people in our family, our grandparents and elderly parents. And we have to be very, very cautious. we can't emphasize that enough. So I'd like to just really delve into some of the things that I have uh, found to be beneficial. Well, my wife and I both, actually, in terms of certain habits that we've established long before the, uh, the pandemic, and that is having a healthy diet. Uh, because we understand if you have a healthy immune system, that uh, you have a chance of really uh, fighting off the virus or being able to manage it so that you don't become very ill. Um, let's bear in mind now that we every year, I know I get the flu every year, and it usually lasts no longer than, what, two years? I mean, two years. Two days, uh, maybe three or four. And my wife, was, when we first... Uh, met each other and started living together, she was amazed that indeed I was able to be not really fall victim to the flu for just more than a couple of days. And that was basically because I, I had a vegetarian diet. And I also exercised and, and ran a lot. Um, many of us do not practice that, uh, those habits, uh, those uh, uh, rudiments and routines. So we found out that indeed uh, having a, if not a plant-based diet, not being a vegan or a vegetarian, that if you eat most of, if most of your diet is based on vegetables and fruits, uh, we drink uh, smoothies, vegetable smoothies, and uh, soup. Uh, that's something that we recently found out is very important. Vegetable-based soup uh, with green vegetables is a primary source. And we can go down the whole list, but we suggest that you do your research. Um, and we also found that, indeed, that uh, if you prepare your food in advance, there's some things that can be frozen. Rather than buying frozen food, you can buy fresh produce and package it yourself and freeze it. These are just a few things that come to my mind. Um, in terms of uh, your livid, not diet, but livid. And it's also important that we manage our emotions. 
and stress. And we found out that meditation, we'll talk about this more so later on in the show, but uh, prayer, meditation, chanting, whatever your religious or spiritual orientation may be, this is the time to really uh, pull out all the stops and make that part of your regular routine and inspire others in your immediate family and friends in your circle to do likewise and not be so caught up within uh, the media, as it were, because if you listen to it all day, every day, uh, you can't help but become stressed out and, and, and unbalanced. Is there anything you'd like to share, hon, with, with regard to that? Well, I would like to share as far as with the immune system that so many studies have been done which prove that stress is a major contributor to practically every major disease. Mm -hmm. And as people of African descent or even indigenous Africans who reside here in the United States, the situations that we encounter as people of the diaspora continue to plague us all, regardless of what our station in life may be. And examples of that, look at uh, Dr. Henry Louis Gates, who was assumed to be breaking into his own home because he's black and the stress that he had to go through dealing with that. And there's, you know, we, we know about all of the, we know about all of the murders that have occurred and something that many of us may not be aware of, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, we, we could name them all back on to the 60s and before. We could go back to Emmett Till yes. and before. But the point that I'm trying to bring forth is that you may not be personally related to one of those who were brutally murdered. However, the effects of hearing about it, of watching the videos on television, that is chipping away at your immune system through the stress of hearing about it every day, seeing it, the outrage, not only for the family, but for yourself, because, but for the grace of God, that could be you mm -hmm. or one of your loved ones. Yes. And, and we're caught up a lot in the politics behind it, the, the racism behind it. We're caught up in that. And I don't know how many people are considering how it's affecting them personally as far as their health as far as the functioning of their body as the result of the stress of these things being talked about so much. And even before they were talked about so openly, uh, we were feeling it. Mm -hmm. I, I know I, I had not considered this when I was younger, but any time I would go into a store and immediately the security guard, it's like if he's ready, jumps out of nowhere to follow me, and yes, I would be outraged because I, you know, sometimes I would actually see 
others that were not black in the store robbing this place blind and nobody's following them. I would actually see it. Isn't that something? Yes, I would actually see people wow. of other races stuffing something in their bag, but yeah. the security guard is following who, me, right? Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. During those times, it never occurred to me how that outrage was being embedded in my spirit every time that happened, yes. how my soul was being affected every time I went into a store and someone had the audacity mm-hmm. to follow me closely and obviously, not even trying to do it on the down low, yes. but obviously letting me know I'm watching you mm-hmm. and how outraged I would feel. Mm-hmm after working hard all week and getting paid and, you know, working as hard and, and many times harder than others, and uh, I'm using the same form of currency, I'm doing everything that I need to do, and someone had the audacity to follow me, and it never occurred to me that every time that happened to me, little bits of my soul were being chipped away, mm-hmm. and my spirit was being affected. Mm-hmm. And now when you you know, stories that friends and family members, even here as strangers, maybe on the bus or public transportation, talk about similar occurrences happening to them. Mm-hmm. And so you feel the outrage well up inside of you all over again. And this is constantly happening day after day, week after week, decade after decade. And one day someone says, you have hypertension, mm. you have cancer you have diabetes, mm-hmm. you have lupus, you have any of these major diseases. Mm-hmm. And if you really sat and did some reflective thinking, you might wonder, why me? Right. How me? Right. I've done everything right. Mm-hmm. I exercise. I eat well. Where in God's name did this disease come from? Mm -hmm. Now, some of us, we know we might have eaten too many fried foods or, you know, camped out at McDonald's too many times and maybe we're diabetic now, we're suffering from it, or we have hypertension because of all the salt that they load in in a lot of the comfort foods and whatnot to preserve these foods. Notice they're preservatives for the food, yes. but they're breaking down our body. They're not preserving, not preserving body. us. Right. They're preserving the food. Absolutely. But, but just getting back to the stress factor, when we talk about stress, you know, we, we talk about it in ways such as, oh, I don't like my job, my boss stresses me out, blah, blah, blah. But there are things that we don't even think about sometimes, which has been adding to the stress. Mm-hmm. little by little over time and has greatly contributed mm-hmm. to many of us becoming ill. Yes. And then when you add to that the healthcare system, which is truly not be- benevolent to most of us. Absolutely not. That's right. And so that's some food for thought because when we talk about the diet and the exercise, and that's wonderful, and we all need to practice mm-hmm a healthy lifestyle. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend well first of all I can't recommend I'm not a medical doctor, I'm a right. doctor of philosophical theology. So I wouldn't recommend anything to you other than I recommend that you see a nutritionist. Yes. That's my recommendation. Absolutely. However, what about the people who purportedly eat well and they might jog or walk every day the thirty minutes and and they still become afflicted with a disease. And that's where the stress comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where those, those um, 
agendas, if you will, Mm -hmm. come in, such as structural and institutional racism that beat us down consistently. Which has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Upon which this country was founded. Yes, indeed. Right? Yes. And so when we talk about our health, and when we talk about our well-being, that's a conversation that needs to be embedded so that we can understand and then we can take whatever actions that we need to. And now I'm talking about spiritual, not necessarily religious actions, mm-hmm. but whatever spiritual actions we need to, to feed our soul. Absolutely. So that while we are in this incarnation, we can do whatever is necessary to neutralize some of the effects mm-hmm. of the things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does not take the form of fighting fire with fire. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Because you'll end up, you might burn the other person, but in so doing, you get burned too. Yes. So there's a spiritual conversation regarding our health that I think needs to be brought more to the forefront. Well, you made a very good point, hon, in terms of uh, a spiritual need. You know, we have upon us uh, a very interesting social phenomenon uh, where we have people protesting the murders of our brothers and sisters. And like you say, this goes back to Emmett Tell and beyond. And beyond. Before. But we have to, we can't, uh, I know you share with me this statement, we, uh, doing the same thing and expecting different results is a sign of, uh, of insanity. And indeed, uh, I know that we have our younger brothers and sisters who, and uh, of, of all different uh, ethnicities and races, who are protesting because they cannot uh, stay silent and not moved by the injustices that have been waged upon our fellow uh, human beings, especially here in the United States. But this is happening all around the world, which is a good thing. Absolutely. It's a good thing. This is the first time this has ever happened uh, on the level that it it is. As a matter of fact, it's not the first time uh, for the same cause, for social justice. Absolutely. And and, and I applaud that. I've done my marching in in my time with my drum and, and, and really protested. Uh, but I found myself now that this podcast can be uh, more effective for me to share my voice, for us to share our voices and our knowledge and, and efforts to mitigate the injustices that have been waged upon our brothers and sisters throughout the African diaspora. Uh, but not to digress in terms of protest, but maybe that is a good word. We need to, within ourselves, deal with protesting the conditions that we've been uh, led to believe are benevolent, as you said, in terms of our diet. The fact that indeed we feel that we can self-medicate using alcohol and and other intoxicants as a means of mitigating uh, the stress. And that's something that I think that we need to have a conversation about. We need to have a narrative about how do we deal with addressing the stresses in our life and how do we deal with dealing with the peer pressure and the herd. I I like that expression in terms of herding, the herd mentality. They're using it now with the immune uh, uh, scenario 
but we tend to follow one another. And now is an opportunity to, to be uh, cognizant of the fact that, indeed, we cannot just blindly follow the lead of those who don't have our interests in mind, our best interests, and even those who supposedly love us. A lot of them don't have healthy habits. Uh, I just want to interrupt for a minute by saying that anyone who would like to call in uh, to share their thoughts and comments, you can dial in 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. Please feel free to dial in and share your thoughts and comments. Um, so I'm happy you raised that, hon, in terms of the, the importance of, of, uh, of spirituality. And that's something perhaps maybe we can segue into that area. Well, what happens often, because this is not about blaming anyone, it's not about shaming anyone, it's not about putting anyone down with whatever type of practice they may be involved in. It's not about that. Um, but for me, Many of us are doing what we have, we're basically replicating what we've seen our trusted elders do. Yes. Elders who we respect. So it's not going to, you know, un un unless we're being particularly reflective, it might not, it might not occur to us that our elders might be wrong. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And many of us would have like a an OMG, an oh my God moment, to even try to consider that our elders may be wrong because they're all we know and we were told to respect our elders and oh my God, if I were to say that maybe something they were doing was wrong, that might be blasphemy. That might be not honoring yeah. my parents. That might not be honoring someone who I hold in high esteem. Mm -hmm. But might it be that unintentionally we were taught to not use our own minds? Yes. Yes. Unintentionally. To not be because, critical thinkers. Right. We were taught not to be critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. And when we look back at what happened to us as a people as a result of slavery, it's no wonder. Yes, yes. When we consider the messaging that is still being put forth as far as our intellect and our abilities, it's no wonder. When we consider adult people in this day and age, for whatever reason that they may conjure up to say it's okay, referring to each other and themselves as boys, yes. grown men. I've, I've seen commercials yes. with, um, I'm not going to say anyone's name because mm -hmm. that's not a good thing, no. but um, I've seen a couple of commercials where a respected uh, actor is given a commercial and he says, Hi, I'm your boy, so-and-so. Yes. You're a grown man. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Yes. And how long have you been doing it, and what made you think that's okay? 
Well, and what message are you giving to the young people? Because that's why they're running around calling each other boy and girl. Um, grown adult men as slaves were referred to as boys and right. girls. And, and, and uh, just like this is a different topic altogether, mm-hmm. but I even have to touch on the N-word where the young people yeah. are saying, word. right, all of the above, they're saying that it takes the sting out of yeah. it to call to call each yeah. other that. Yeah. Um, I am totally opposed that, opposed absolutely. to that, and I'm, and I'm unapologetically mm-hmm. opposed to that. Yes, absolutely. Read your history books. Read your history books mm-hmm. and find out mm-hmm. what we were called if you if you didn't know about well, it. A lot of a lot of this is is also uh, inspired or injected into our psyche. By the powers that be. Intentionally. Intentionally. They say, we will pay you X amount of dollars. Now, I'm not being a conspiracy thinker, but this is something that we cannot negate as being a possibility, that they're told, if you can say this, if you can dress this way, if you can act this way, if you can treat your woman or your man this way, on and on, if you can treat your children this way and and enforce that, in, 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 uh, in your delivery, whether it be through rap, song, music, dance, commercials, we will pay you X amount of dollars. Are you down with that? And because many of us desperately need the money. We're trying yeah. to feed our families. Or live a lifestyle. Well, live a lifestyle, yeah, but many a, are trying to feed their families. Yes. So they'll accept that commercial. Mm-hmm. They'll accept that commercial that basically makes them and us as a whole, as a collective, look ridiculous. Yeah. And as, as, as an elder, I, I have a responsibility to at least bring forth this opinion. There are many who might not agree with me, and that's fine. Yes. Because yes. I'm not trying to create a congregation or anything like that around this, but I feel that I don't want anyone to later on come back and say, you had this information you never told me. I didn't know. I was following my friends. I was following what's popular. You don't get to say that about me. I'm going to tell you. Now, what you do with it, that's up to you if you're an adult. Mm-hmm. But I feel as an elder that I have a responsibility to at least bring forth this information in an effort for people to try to improve their lives and to be a part of the positive aspect of this evolution because we are evolving yes. and whether or not you want to actively participate, mm-hmm. you're going to be carried along on the wave. So Absolutely. you may as well actively take a stand, right? Because you'll be carried along. Yes. We're, we're, we're evolving. Absolutely. Nothing we can do about that. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So those are some of my thoughts and, you know, it started out talking about stress, but when we, but when we think of these things and when we, when we fear when our young people go out, what are they being exposed to? What might happen to them? And so on and so forth. These are some of the conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. don't sit down and, as families because of situations, and many, many of the situations are the result of finances. We don't sit down as families and have a meal together and talk about these things. There are more and more children that are quote-unquote latchkey than ever before. Mm -hmm. Where are they getting their information from? 
Well, it's, it's interesting you should mention information because as he was talking, uh, as he was speaking, I was thinking about many of us, if not most of us, don't read. We don't buy books. You know, Especially with the technology now. With the technology we have, perhaps you don't even have to buy books. You can go to YouTube. You can go to uh, various other uh, uh, technical uh, resources, uh, Wikipedia for that matter. You don't have to have an encyclopedia uh, collection of 20 books like you would have during the 50s and 60s and 70s. There's a need for us to really uh, take advantage especially those of us who are elders or approaching eldership, that we need to read so that we can teach. And we need to teach so that indeed our children, our grandchildren will be in a better position to navigate this evolution, this social uh, evolution that we're uh, experiencing right now. We're just at the beginning of it. The wave is just beginning to start. And it has ramifications both economically, uh, uh, spiritually, uh, te technologically, and, and our, all the aspects of our uh, way of living is going to be changing. And as we know now, those of us who are observing, we can see it changing right now, at this moment. The fact that I'm, my wife and I are speaking to you through this podcast is a typical example of that. So... We, we need to really step up to the plate, uh, do our utmost to present the best of who we can possibly, can, can possibly be, to uh, determine our purpose in this life. And that's another discussion there because going back to the motherland, going back to Africa, there were certain beliefs and traditions which were weaned out of our uh, our community, by various for, for various reasons and by various using various devices, which things that, that kept us in, in alignment with nature, in alignment with high spirits, in alignment with source, which we got away from. There's a need for us to go back. Like uh, what is the word Sankofa? We need to look back from where we came. There's nothing wrong was returning to retrieve what was lost. Ah, I love that. Say that again, please. And there's nothing there's wrong. There's nothing wrong with returning to retrieve what was lost. Yes. And I'm got to add to that stolen. Ah, yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and I'm paraphrasing because that's not the exact uh, translation, mm -hmm. but that is what came forth just now as far as Sankofa. Mm -hmm. We have to go back. We have to go back. So that we can move forward. Yes. We have to understand that there's an importance of us recognizing not only our elders, but our ancestors. You know, the importance of having a, a shrine, an altar, so that you can do, call on these energies, call on these forces, on whatever level you can do that. And you don't need an actual altar to do that, but there is power in having an ancestral altar in your home. Yes. There's an enhancement. Yes. There's a recognition. Yes. Yes. There, there's this, this um, energy that is available to all of us. If only we would just ask to be assisted. 
if only we would just reach out. And I think that we're at a state right now where this is becoming more and more re- of a reality in terms of the possibilities of that happening. Um, I've called upon many times to pour libation and, and to uh, recite certain uh, words that honor the ancestors for many occasions. And just recently, I was called upon to do that a couple of times here in New York City. And I was just so happy that at my age, that whatever amount of years I have left in this incarnation, in this life form, that I'm able to really share the little bit of knowledge that I have that I can tell is having a big impact on many people. I don't know how many, but I know that the people that uh, hear me go through this ritual, they're, they're uh, thankful, and some of them are just pleased and, and, and thankful for the fact that, indeed, they've learned something new. And many are thankful because of what they know knew already that is, that is being shared um, amongst uh, those in our community who can benefit from it. So, and I think the word that comes to my mind, Spirit is telling me that the word interdependent. I think right now we are realizing that we are all interdependent upon one another, on one level or another. So this, we, we are living in a society here in the Western society, the Western hemisphere and modernity, where it's about keeping score. Who has more, who has less? Who's more handsome, who's more attractive? Who looks younger? You know, who's more muscular, more beautiful? And not recognizing indeed this surface entity, this body that our soul resides in, is, is a housing, is a temple. And also recognizing that we're all connected, that if one person is not doing well, that affects us. That affects you as well. It's just like family. And we're all a family when you really get down to it. But just getting into the nuclear family. You know that if one family member is sick and not doing well, it affects the other family members. And what's happening right now with this protest that's happening worldwide is that we're recognizing that we're all being affected like a family, a family of the human race. And I'm just so happy to see that occurring, so happy to see it happening. Uh, We're now at half an hour, a little beyond a half an hour of the show, and at this point I'd like to take a short break, and we'll be back with you in a short while, in a few minutes, a few moments for that matter.
thank you. Thank you for holding on, and we're back. Again, this is Barbara Wesley Gray and my wife, Dr. Dora Gray, with you on Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio Show. And I want to thank you for sharing your evening with us. Indeed, we come on every Sunday uh, evening at 5 o'clock. That's 5 p.m. on your dial. And those of you who would like to call in, please call in at 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. We'd be very happy to have you share your thoughts and comments with us and really add to the richness of our show. So where were we? Well, we talked about ancestor reverence and its importance. We actually started off talking about what we're dealing with as black people as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. And what I would like to do is kind of segue Hmm. back to what the show is bringing forth today. We also talked about stress. We talked about health, diet, exercise. But when we talk about ancestor reverence, that's major. Because in this time, when so many people are grieving from the loss of loved ones as the result of the COVID, so many, so many of us are unable to have a funeral service for our loved ones. So that's adding to our distress. Mm -hmm. Very good point. And with that understanding that eventually we're all going to be ancestors. Yes, yes. That might not help. That knowledge might not help right now if you're not accustomed to ancestor reverence. But I just want everyone to know that it's something that anyone can do regardless. Mm Mm-hmm. Of, and now I'm going to use the R word, regardless of the religion yes. that you ascribe to. Absolutely. See, religion, unfortunately, it can separate us. Mm-hmm. You know, someone might say, I'm this, I'm Muslim, I'm Catholic, I'm Christian, I'm this, I'm that. And unfortunately, there are those who will look down on someone else's religion. That's not helpful. Not at all. See, there's, there is one one most high God. And that energy, you can call it Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna, doesn't matter what you call it, but what many of us fail to realize is that that force that causes us to awaken each morning, those of us who do awaken, Mm -hmm. that force that allows us all to awaken, Mm -hmm. it's no different in me than you, no matter which church or mosque or temple that I might attend, it's the same force yes. that awakens us. And it's the same force that leaves our body when we die or transition, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so to take away that separation, I like to speak in terms of spirituality. Yes. as opposed to religion per se. 
who do you worship, what is your connection, and what is the the positivity of that connection with whom you deem to be your creator, Mm -hmm. that can help you make it through this journey and this incarnation in the most benevolent way and allow you to do the right thing, not only for yourself and your family, but for anyone who you may come in contact with. Mm -hmm. And that's where I truly believe we are all one. We're all one in our spirituality. Our religion might separate us, Mm -hmm. but spiritually wise, we are all children of God. We are all one. Yes. And that's what we need to recognize during this time of a pandemic. We don't need any further separation than we already have. Absolutely not. Yes. Well said. Yeah, I I think of uh, a few books that I've read recently and then some years ago. And one thing that I've learned was that, indeed, that we all have a soul. And there's even one school of thought, I won't name the author right now, uh, but this author struck me, it resonated with me, that indeed we, we all have a soul, but we are one soul collectively. Just like the drop of the ocean is an individual drop, but it's also representative of the ocean. Not as strong, not as mass, but it still has all the properties of the ocean. So when we recognize there's the word that we use. I, when I started the show, I used the word namaste. And, of course, many of you know what that means, but just for those who do not, uh, who have forgotten, that it means that the divinity in me honors and respects the divinity in you. So there's some people in the world, when they meet one another, that's foremost on their mind is that that person that I'm saying hello to or acknowledging a nod is that that person is divine, just like I'm a divine entity. But unfortunately, here in uh, the Western Hemisphere, that we're not conditioned to greet one another with that. We might say good morning. You know, we might say how are you. But we're just going through the functions. We're just going through the rudiment of that and not really be sincere with the, with that question. I think now more so than ever, that is happening. And I think that um, the fact that we have to wear masks, there's another essence of communication that people are going through by looking at one's eyes. Because they say that the eyes, in some schools of thought, that the eyes are the mirror to the soul. And so perhaps that's a challenge that, our listeners might be willing to undertake. Knowing that we're all one, knowing that we're all children of God, it's true that in the United States, many are not accustomed to greeting each other with or without words from the heart. Mm-hmm. such as the divinity in me acknowledges the divinity in you. So that might be a challenge that we might want to put out there for our list. I'm saying our listeners, I feel I'm, I'm a permanent guest on this show. Yes, so. you are. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd have a permanent yeah. guest. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm taking like part ownership of this show, even yeah. though it's, it's you yeah. know. And uh, the listeners, 
that would be a wonderful challenge if everyone could decide that no matter who you encounter, no matter who you encounter, look at them through the eyes of higher self, through the eyes of spirit. You can say the word namaste if you wish, which is a, a, a Sanskrit word. That's from the Hindu culture. And if you want to go on even a higher level, you could say Atma Namaste because the Atma, that's the soul. Mm -hmm. That's dealing soul to soul without even thinking that we even have bodies. Mm. And just consider this person, no matter who they are, no matter what your relationship might them with them might be. Because people feel that they can only greet someone in that way if that person is good to them. But without uh, going uh, without uh, going through all of the virtues, um, it is good to be able to release past hurts and heal yourself by practicing universal forgiveness. And I do mean universal, meaning anybody that might have done anything to you. Try to adopt a practice of forgiveness. And there are rituals you can contact, contact the show, contact the email for the show if you want to know more about it, and we'll be glad to talk about it most definitely, but there are rituals you can do that can assist you in forgiving not only yourself, but in forgiving others. That helps your body to heal. That is proven. That is spiritual law. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's the challenge that I would like to present. And do it randomly, but also do it in a reflective manner. Later on in the evening, before you go to bed or whenever you're able to just sit down and relax, think about, is my life changing mm. as a result of my greeting people as though everyone is divinity? Because yes. we all are. Yes, we all are. But you have to practice it because when you practice it, at some point, if you don't believe it right now, which I didn't, I'm not perfect, I didn't, believe, I didn't believe it when I started doing it, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn. I wanted to evolve. I wanted my life to be better. And so the way I did my critical thinking with this was that I asked myself the question, is this something that would hurt me? Is this something that would make my life worse if I did it? And the answer was no. So it was okay for me to try it. Mm -hmm. If, if nothing else but an experiment, it was okay to try because I knew I wasn't doing anything to harm myself. I wasn't doing anything to harm anyone else. And the worst that could happen is that nothing would change. But things did change mm. for the better and rapidly. Mm. So that's why I'm sharing this with you. And, uh, you know, um, Baba could present a, a litany of shows just on this one topic, but I'm just introducing it today because I felt that where we are now collectively with this pandemic, this is something that I believe could help. It's free. It's positive. And watch your life change. Ah, very well said. Yes, I've experienced the same thing in terms of the immediate change of, of my life. And, and my psyche uh, by just reaching out and telling someone that um, they look great and hello and, and it's good seeing you, good to see you today. And you see the smile that they return. So I think that this is something that, if anything, can become um, 
for the lack of a better word, contagious on a positive level, that this is something to embrace as a possibility of really having a life-changing experience by acknowledging others that you come in contact with and, and also sending out well wishes, wishes and prayer that someone may do better than they're doing currently. And, and even those that uh, you might not feel have treated you uh, fairly, you don't harbor that, which brings up the word forgiveness. Um, it really can do quite a bit of good to be in this state of forgiving. Number one, forgiving yourself for any shortcomings that you feel you might have uh, experienced, and then forgiving those others in your life, especially those close to you and even those far away, whether it be at home, family, or at the workforce, at the workplace, to be in a state of forgiveness and in a state of acknowledging the, uh, the divinity, as we were mentioning earlier, in yourself and in each other. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling people thinking, well, so-and-so did this to me. It was such a terrible thing. Uh, they robbed from me. They stole from me. They raped me. They might have killed one of my loved ones or whatever. And you have the audacity to sit there and say, I should forgive them. Okay, so I need to address that because yeah. I don't want that to be a barrier from people receiving their healing. Mm -hmm. And so here's the purpose of forgiveness. Forgiveness is so that you can cut that cord, so ah. that you can cut that connection with what was done to you. Otherwise, you can carry that hurt around for the rest of your life and find that you're unable to fulfill your life's purpose and you don't know why. And a main reason why many people are unable to fulfill their life purposes is because they are harboring forgiveness. Now, not wanting to forgive the person, it is 100% justified. I'm not justifying what anyone did to anyone. I have some terrible things that have been done to me, and I had to really work on myself to learn to be able to forgive. And I'll tell you, it might not happen overnight. It might take you years to forgive. Some things that happened to me took me years to forgive. So I don't want you to think that, you know, that if you start running around saying namaste and everything, that tomorrow your life is going to change. I, I would pray that it would work that way for you. But in general, it does not. And I just want to be clear on that. But, and I'm also not one to make promises because I don't like to break promises. So I don't like to make them. But I'm going to promise you in this instance that if you work on forgiving yourself and forgiving others, I promise you that your life will improve in a way that you'll be able to recognize that things are getting better. I promise you that. That's a good promise. I second that promise. Yeah. Because yeah, I've experienced it. I have experienced it. Now, again, and we, we say, share this thought with, with each other, my wife and I, that because I forgive you doesn't mean that I need to have lunch with you. Have lunch with you. Exactly. <laughs> or, or visit you for Thanksgiving, you know, or socialize with you. No, that doesn't mean that that's going to happen. Because some people get it, as we say in our community, they get it twisted. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, now that they've forgiven me, now we're going to get back together like nothing ever happened. Nope. No, uh-uh. No, we're moving on. You have to look out for your own yeah. well-being, and sometimes being in the vicinity 
or the company of someone who has really hurt you is not conducive to your well-being. Yes. But still, forgive them so you can cut that cord so that you can move on. Yes. So that you can have nourishment for your soul. Yes. For your psyche. Yes. So that you can heal. Yes. Which comes back to uh, the title of our show, Let That Food Be Thy Medicine and Thy Medicine Thy Food. Now, that medicine doesn't have to be in the form of physical food. It can be in the form of uh, spiritual nourishment, psyche, emotional nourishment. And those are the things that we're going to uh, discuss next week on our following show. The different levels of and what the meaning is of let that food be that medicine and that medicine that food. It's not necessarily produce that you get from the grocery store or the supermarket. We're talking about what you can get and not necessarily from what you can get from whatever your religious orientation may be and your source, the books that you read, you know, the spiritual books and whatnot input. It can be just from your own introspective uh, uh, thoughts that you're connecting with higher source. And there's various ways to do that. So, again, I'm going to thank you, as always, for tuning in to our show. Thank you, Hunch, for, for uh, sharing your profound thoughts. Oh, thank you. I like being a permanent guest. <laughs> <laughs> I like you also being a permanent guest. Yes, indeed. You know, this is something that uh, we enjoy doing, as many of you know. And we look forward to continuing this, uh, this narrative, this discussion, in terms of uh, uh, the, the importance of having uh, you feed yourself with good food, whether it be in the body, mind, or spirit. So I end, as we begin, by honoring our ancestors and our elders and giving praise to the guardians and angels, the Orisha, deities, and all the, the, the forces that gives us guidance and support in all of our endeavors. And I also remind you that what you have uh, heard us share on this show, that my wife and I, we're not medical doctors and we're not giving medical advice. We're just sharing holistic information that we have uh, found interesting and has uh, benefited us from our research. And we do recommend that you consult your doctor uh, before using any of the products and uh, recipes and suggestions that we have shared with you on this show. And also feel free to contact us uh, at barbawesleygray at gmail.com. That's barbawesleygray at gmail.com. B-A-B-A-W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-Y at gmail.com. And also my website is at drumsofchange.com. That's drums, D R U M of O F C H A D R U M S O F C H A N G E dot com. Again, I repeat the word drums of change dot com. Thank you again, and uh, please enjoy your your week coming up. Be well. Be safe and be of love.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.